48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The hospital authority is to start giving long-term psychiatric patients COVID jabs. Liberal Party lawmaker Felix Chung says he expects the government's e-voucher scheme will boost the economy. And an advisor to jailed Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai says the paper could be forced to shut in a matter of days unless their assets are unfrozen. The hospital authority has started vaccinating its long-stay psychiatric patients against COVID-19. The authority's chief executive, Tony Coe, said he believed a majority of them were suitable to receive the shots. He said other long-term inpatients, such as those undergoing rehabilitation, could also receive jabs. We consider it is appropriate for us to provide vaccination service for them as while they are as inpatients. In fact, in the past, every year we also arrange influenza vaccination arrangement for patients like psychiatric inpatients. So far, we have uh, discussed with some of the patients and some of the relatives. They overall welcome this arrangement and we expect the response will be similar to what we have uh, during the previous seasons when we do the influenza vaccination. Liberal Party lawmaker Felix Chung says the government's consumption voucher scheme has spurred many small businesses to start using electronic payments. The government announced on Friday that the first of its planned e-vouchers for adult residents would be handed out in instalments from August the 1st. Mr Chung said now that the coronavirus was under control in the SAR, he expected the vouchers to help boost the local economy. We understand that there's quite a lot of small businesses that they didn't use to do the electronic payment, but because this time it's very attractive. I mean, if you don't set up the electronic payment, they just lose opportunities this time. So they are all welcome and getting pretty excited about this opportunity. But Alex Wong from Ample Capital told RTHK's Money Talk programme he didn't think the voucher scheme would boost take-up of e-payment systems in the city. Not to a very great extent. People are still very cautious, and I don't know why, actually. Probably it will still be the case, because uh, for small business, they probably think they would just aim at your extra cash. They would not be able to catch the spending on your Alipay or WeChat Pay or Autobus card. Pro-democracy newspaper Apple Daily could be forced to shut in a matter of days, according to an advisor to jailed founder Jimmy Lai. Mark Simon, speaking to Reuters news agency from the United States, said the company had no more access to funds after authorities froze its assets under the national security law. He said the company planned to hold a board meeting today to discuss the way forward. Mr Simon also said staff were worried about their safety and some of the paper's reporters were receiving threatening calls. Police say a growing number of people are allowing money launderers to use their bank accounts as a result of the SAR's economic downturn. The Force's Financial Intelligence and Investigation Bureau says it received close to 25,000 reports about suspicious transactions in the first five months of this year, a 15% increase compared to the same period last year. The Bureau's Chief Superintendent, Lam Man Han, says the rise of online banking and virtual currencies have made money laundering harder to spot. These accounts, uh, virtual bank account or, or uh, cryptocurrency wallet, are very easy to open. You don't need a face-to-face interaction with the account provider. It provides a, a very convenient and fast method for everyone to do a money transaction. It is very difficult and uh, complicated for us to trace the money. 
Turning overseas, the National Party of Australia, the junior partner in the federal government coalition, has selected a new leader. Barnaby Joyce was restored to the role of Australia's Deputy Prime Minister after the vote by party MPs. Mr Joyce resigned three years ago amid a scandal over a relationship with a former employee. The Nationals traditionally draw their support from Australia's farmers. Many of them are uncomfortable with suggestions the Liberal Party of the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, will shift its policy on climate change. Mexico has extradited to the United States an alleged key figure in the Sinaloa cartel and lieutenant to the jailed drug lord Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. Here's the BBC's Will Leonardo. Fernando Arellano Romero, also known as El Rayo, has been one of the US Drug Enforcement Administration's most wanted suspects. He faces drug trafficking charges in Texas. US investigators accuse him of providing security for the transportation of drugs and participating in multiple homicides and kidnappings. He was arrested in 2012 in Ciudad Juarez and has spent years fighting his extradition. His alleged boss, Joaquin El Jabo Guzman, is serving a life sentence in the United States. Compared with previous Mexican administrations, President Andrés Manuel López Obrador has increased the number of drug suspects being sent across the border. The latest efforts to revive the international deal on Iran's nuclear program are reported to have made progress, but disagreements remain. Iran's chief negotiator Abbas Arakshi said there was still work to do. We are closer to a deal than any time in the past, uh, but it doesn't mean that we are there. Uh, the remaining job is still difficult. Uh, and needs lots of, you know, efforts and, 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 and you know, uh, further talks. So we decided uh, to cut uh, negotiations here, go back home, uh, not only for consultations, but this time for decision-making. But the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said things appear to be heading in the right direction. What I would say is that there is still a fair distance to travel on some of the key issues, including on sanctions and on the nuclear commitments that Iran has to make. But uh, the arrow has been pointed in the right direction in terms of the work that's getting done in Vienna. So we will see if the Iranian negotiators come to the next round of talks prepared to make the hard choices that they have to make uh, in order for the joint comprehensive plan of action, the Iran nuclear deal, to be reinstated. Meanwhile, Iran has carried out an emergency shutdown of its only nuclear power station. An energy company official told state television the closure of the Boucher plant was part of a technical overhaul. He said it would last several days. A huge car crash during a tropical storm in the U.S. state of Alabama has killed 10 people, all but one of them children. Some of the vehicles involved are believed to have aquaplaned on a flooded interstate highway. Most of the children were from a foster home. The United States has confirmed its land and ferry crossings with Canada and Mexico will remain closed to non-essential travel for at least another month. The restrictions have been in place since March last year because of the coronavirus pandemic. They've been due to expire today. Canada had already extended its own border measures. In the first round of regional elections in France, the far-right national rally party of Marine Le Pen has failed to make the big gains it was hoping for. Exit polls forecast that her party came in second place nationally with about 19%, well behind the main centre-right Republican Party. The national rally, which has been trying to win control of a region for the first time, may struggle to do so in the second round next Sunday. Ms Le Pen urged her supporters to vote next weekend. Si vous voulez que les choses changent, vous devez voter. 
If you want things to change, you have to vote for your ideas or your vote counts for nothing. This evening, you see the electoral consequences and therefore the political consequences of having abstained. Abstaining isn't a form of punishment. It amounts to preserving the status quo. It takes five minutes of your time to make the voice of the people heard, the people who are suffering and who aspire to renewal. President Emmanuel Macron's centrist party has also fared badly. The South African government has announced that stones discovered in KwaZulu-Natal province earlier this month are not diamonds but quartz. The unearthing of the stones by a cattle herder prompted thousands of people to converge on the area. Here's the BBC's Nomsamaseko. The discovery of what was believed to be diamonds at Gwatlati village exposed deep frustrations of communities desperate to find a way out of poverty. Studies carried out in the area have revealed that the site where the stones were found is geographically located on the edge of the Karoo Dolorite Seal, which is not in a zone where diamonds are normally found. The stones have been identified as quartz crystals, whose value is very low compared to that of diamonds. The government has asked people in the area to stop digging because illegal mining practices have a negative impact on the environment. To finance news, Hong Kong stocks have started the week sharply lower following Friday's big sell-off in New York. On expectations, the Federal Reserve will begin winding down its ultra-loose monetary policy sooner than expected. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,421. That's 380 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $88 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.79 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 18 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 70 cents. To sports, where we start with golf. John Rahm has claimed his first golf major by winning the US Open. The Spaniard made spectacular birdie putts on the final two holes at Torrey Pines to beat Louis Oosthuizen by one shot. Ram sank a birdie putt on from just inside 25 feet at the 17th and rolled in an 18-footer at 18 to card a four-under par 67 final round, six-under for the tournament. He then had to watch Oosthuizen play the last four holes. The South African took a bogey at 17 to fall two back and his birdie at 18 was only good enough to make him a runner-up for the sixth time. Ram's victory means he now he's now the new world number one. The New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard is set to become the first transgender athlete to compete at the Olympics. The country's Olympic Committee has named her as part of the women's team for the Tokyo Games. Here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. Laurel Hubbard competed in men's events before transitioning in 2012. She'll represent New Zealand at the Tokyo Olympics in the women's super heavyweight category. A team official said gender identity in sport was a highly sensitive issue that required a balance between human rights and fairness on the field of play. Hubbard's selection will disappoint those who believe she has an unfair advantage over her weightlifting rivals. Next to football's Euro 2020, where Italy have progressed as group winners after picking up their third straight win, a 1-0 success over Wales in Rome. Wales also advanced to the last 16 as runners-up, ahead of third-place Switzerland on goal difference. The Swiss can still go through as one of the best third-place sides after beating Turkey 3-1 in Baku. More from the BBC's John Bennett. Italy's 11th consecutive victory will mean they'll travel to London for their last 16 tie to take on Ukraine or Austria. Despite making eight changes, they were excellent again against Wales and could easily have scored more goals. 
but for a performance of great resolve by their opponents who had Ethan Ampadu sent off 10 minutes into the second half. Matteo Pessina scored the winner, flicking in from Marco Verratti's free kick. This was a 30th consecutive match without defeat for the Italians, equaling their national record. Wales deservedly take second spot in the group. Meanwhile, Switzerland's best performance of the tournament should be enough to take them through as one of the best third-place teams. Jordan Shakiri found the net twice, including an impressive curling effort. Yet again, Turkey were poor. They go home from Euro 2020 with no points and only one goal scored. To Brazil, where in the third round of games in the group stage of the Copa America, Peru have beaten Colombia 2-1 to keep alive their chances of advancing to the knockout stage. Peru are now in third place in Group B with three points after two matches. Colombia remain in second spot with four points, but with only two games remaining. Group leaders Brazil have six points. Meanwhile, the Chilean Football Federation has announced it will find some of its players taking part in the Copa America for breaking coronavirus restrictions. It follows reports that a local hairdresser was called to the team's hotel in contravention of bubble rules. Some players had posted on social media while receiving haircuts. Hong Kong will not be represented in the Rugby Sevens competition at next month's Tokyo Olympics after the women's and men's teams both fell short of winning the qualifying tournament in Monaco. The women's team beat Argentina to reach the final and were playing France for a place in Tokyo, but the French proved to be too strong, winning 51-0. The men's team reached the semi-finals where they lost 28-5 to Ireland, who went on to qualify for the Olympics by beating France 28-19. Max Verstappen has extended his Formula One championship lead to 12 points after winning the French Grand Prix. The Dutchman overtook world champion Lewis Hamilton with a lap to go to claim his third win of the season. Details from the BBC's Ben Edwards. The first of three Grand Prix to be held over successive weekends saw another intense battle between Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, with both of them leading at different times and the outcome only settled on the penultimate lap. A clever strategy by the Red Bull team overcame the mistake Max Verstappen made into the first corner and that allowed Hamilton to lead by making an earlier pit stop and then a second stop onto softer tyres. Max Verstappen clawed back Hamilton's advantage and timed his recovery to perfection. With Sergio Perez in third, a double podium for Red Bull means the team has further extended its advantage in both the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship. In the NBA playoffs, Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks are taking their stunning turnaround to the Eastern Conference Finals. Young made a late three-pointer and scored 21 points to help Atlanta win for the third time in the series in Philadelphia, a 103-96 victory over the top-seeded 76ers in Game 7. The Phoenix Suns took Game 1 of the Western Final, beating the LA Clippers 120-114. to Devin Booker led the Suns with a 40-point triple-double in the absence of Chris Paul, who tested positive for COVID and is being quarantined. Paul George led the Clippers with 34 points. Kawhi Leonard missed his third straight game with a sprained left knee. To the NHL, where Nicholas Roy converted his own rebound in overtime and the Vegas Golden Knights rallied to a 2-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens, tying the Stanley Cup semi-final playoff series at 2-all. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The hospital authority is to start giving long-term psychiatric patients COVID jabs. Liberal Party lawmaker Felix Chung says he expects the government's e-voucher scheme will boost the economy. And an advisor to jailed Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai says the paper could be forced to shut in a matter of days unless their assets are unfrozen. That's the news and sport from RTHK. I'm sitting here and thinking about this messy situation and how you
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon, Monday the twenty-first of June is today's date. Many thanks to Phil. Thank you, Phil, for the morning brew today. I'll be right here with you until three o'clock this afternoon, and we sure have a busy program. So let's get right into it. In the first part of today's show, we'll be chatting with amateur wildlife photographer Marco Chan about bees and the important role they play in our biodiversity. Marco is an ecology student now studying at the University of Hong Kong, and he has a wonderful Instagram page where he follows bees around Hong Kong. So we'll hear more about that. And after the two o'clock news, we'll be chatting with fitness coach Nathan Solier about a big topic, a topic that's been bugging him for months, but we've not had the chance to to chat about it. And that is golf and tennis elbow. If you've been unfortunate enough to to go through it, um, how are you managing the pain and how are you managing it? Uh, we'll be finding out ways we can manage it and how we can treat it. And after two thirty, uh, it's time for trash talk. And this week, Angus Ho from Greener's Action is back on Trash Talk today to talk to us about how the NGO had uh, uh, um, had become what it is today uh, from a small group of students in the 90s to the the green group that is today and of course we want to hear from you as well so feel free to join us you can email us at any time between now and three o'clock one two three show at rthk.hk you can also find us on facebook noreen mayor on rthk radio three some great music your way coming away this afternoon this song's from 2009 jack pennett with be the one